Welcome to Season 2 of EdTech Insiders, where we talk to the most interesting thought leaders, founders, entrepreneurs, educators, and investors driving the future of education technology. I'm your host, Alex Sarlin, an EdTech veteran with over 10 years of experience at top EdTech companies. Chris Chagazia is the co-founder and CEO of Off2Class, responsible for directing company strategy and vision. As a son of immigrants, Chris grew up with a keen appreciation for the benefits of learning. His parents have invested limited resources in his own multilingual education. He saw the power of education to create limitless opportunities, which would inform the founding of Off2Class, which focuses on creating high-quality content and resources to save English language teachers time and to power language learning for the digital first student. OptiClass focuses on reimagining content and tools for the needs of online teachers. Chris led the launch of OptiClass in 2015 to 300 teachers, and since it's grown to a curriculum assessment and professional development tool used by ELL district teams across America, as well as thousands of individual ESL teachers as part of their education infrastructure. Off to class powers online tutoring and in-person tutoring in over 120 countries. We have Chris Jagazia from Off to Class. Chris and I met at the New York EdTech Week, sponsored by StartEd, where he was a EdTech Cup finalist. And Off to Class is such an interesting EdTech company. We wanted to follow up and really take some time to unpack it for our listeners. Chris Jagazia, welcome to EdTech Insiders. Thanks for having me, Alex. Great to be here and great to catch up again after meeting you on the floor of EdTech Week in New York. Yeah, it was a fun event. So, Chris, for those who are unfamiliar with Off to Class, give the elevator pitch, the overview of what you do in the ESL world. Yeah, well, great. I'm going to back up a second and talk about the students that we serve because I think that for a lot of the folks listening, even if you work in US K through 12 education technology, you might not actually realize that there are 5.3 million students in the US that don't speak English as their native language. And you might also not realize that that makes up 10% of all students in K through 12 schools and it's the fastest growing student demographic. Now, these students have really suffered disproportionately during the COVID-19 pandemic, and they really risk falling further behind if they do not pick up critical language skills. But even before COVID-19, this student demographic really faced a lot of obstacles when it comes to promising careers, participating in society, and generally realizing the American dream. So what Off to Class does is we provide curriculum and assessments that save teachers time. And really, we work with districts across the country, try to help them make sure that these students don't fall even further behind. And part of how you do this is by connecting ESL teachers and tutors from all over the world with high-need students in the U.S. Tell us about how you make those connections. Well, yeah, that's actually a good point. Because of where we started, we're a bootstrapped company. We've been working on this for several years. And when we first started off to class, we were primarily used by tutors, a global network of tutors in over 120 different countries. So these are largely tutors that are working on some of the large tutor marketplaces like Preply, Italki, Verbling, but also you know various pursuits, various side hustles. A lot of them have day jobs. And so this global kind of grassroots community of ESC 
Excel teachers, we never abandoned them once we got into districts. We always kept both go-to-market strategies. So increasingly over the last year, we've probably all read the headlines that districts across the country are facing teacher shortages. We've actually been able to connect our district customers. So folks that are already using us for our curriculum and our assessments in school districts, we've actually been able to connect those districts with tutors that work online that are already experts in delivering lessons using optical class. So it's kind of a nice mix. And the bind between the two go-to-market strategies are really, you know, different subsets of customers that are really adept at using off-to-class. I find that so interesting that you sort of got a major benefit in having your hand in two different types of models and get this huge community of tutors that are qualified. You already know their ratings. You already know their qualifications and they're ready to teach, not only teach ESL, but teach ESL online in a really effective way. And then suddenly this enormous need comes from the pandemic. Tell us a little bit more about the ESL population in the U.S. Where are they in particular areas in the U.S.? Is there Are there states that are extremely high need? Yeah, no, that's a great point. So there was a study released in 2018, and I can't quote the name now, but actually it was showing that the distribution of English language learners is very widespread across the country. Where we're finding a particular, a particularly strong need is in the Southeast, a lot of border states, Texas, of course, but even places, you know, either border states or tangentially border states, places like Tennessee, Mississippi, Missouri, where there's a kind of double whammy of growing English language learner population with not really having a strong base of skills when it comes to ESL. If you think about the typical persona of someone who teaches English as a second language, a lot of teachers really got those skills by by traveling abroad mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, spending the two, three, four years abroad in places like Japan, in Asia, in the Middle East, and really honing in on those secondary language acquisition skills. Now, for a lot of the southeastern states, they don't necessarily have a large base of teachers that have that international experience. Of course, you know, they're able to tap into some local populations, but even b- before the pandemic, these school districts had some relatively significant challenges in finding teachers with ESL skills. So the pandemic and the broad teacher shortages that that brought on have just made it kind of double-edged sword. A lot of us outside the ELL and ESL world assume that there are sort of pockets in the country where there's huge numbers of English language learners. And I think what you're mentioning is really interesting that instead they're more and more widely distributed and they're outpacing the number of qualified ELL and ESL teachers in certain areas. And that creates a real friction point. But I'm sure there are teachers who have found themselves over their careers suddenly having more and more ELL students in their districts and in their schools and not knowing what to do with that. I'd love to ask about sort of professional development for ESL and ELL. How do you ensure that your tutors and teachers are qualified? I know there's the TESOL 
and TOEFL and a whole world around English as a foreign language and English as a secondary language. How do you think about qualifications for your tutors? And how do you think about it for in-classroom teachers? That's uh, that's a great question. So if you think about Off to Class as a platform, we try to embed the teacher training right into the platform. So mm. what that means is there's about a thousand lessons in our library. And when I open up one of those lessons as a teacher, and this is kind of live conversation-based approach lessons, when I open up a lesson and I get ready to animate it in front of my classroom, we've got a synchronous set of teacher notes that the teacher can actually follow in real time as they're delivering the lesson. And we really like to think that we make it much easier for educators to be great ESL teachers. If you think about what a company like Canva did for graphic design, they were able to come in and say, hey, like kind of democratize the ability to become a great graphic designer. It doesn't mean that you don't have awesome graphic designers that use Canva because it's a great product. But you also have a lot of budding graphic designers that found a lot of value in the product because they didn't have to shell out, you know, $400 for the Adobe suite. We like to see it the same way that you can come into off to class as an amazing ESL teacher and find a lot of value in the product. But you can also come in as a less experienced ESL teacher or maybe not an ESL teacher at all, maybe a core content teacher, and you can come in and find that kind of upskilling comfort around the product, right embedded right into the product. We also do some great things around teacher trainers. We have a service called like on-demand teacher trainers, Mm. and districts are able to purchase that. And we're able to provide those experts in off to class as being available to the district teachers. So that's also another way where, you know, we can help some of those newer teachers that might be delivering ESL lessons for the first time. It's very useful. I think that, you know, the ability to do that type of rapid upskilling and professional development is in such high demand right now in districts and schools all over the world and and definitely all over the US. So that's really valuable. I wanted to ask a little bit about You've been in the English as a second language education space for quite a long time. And obviously, the pandemic was a real pivot point for education for everyone, an inflection point. But I'm curious if there are trends in the ESL and ELL world that you've noticed over time, you know, directionally, things that have really started to change, whether perhaps some involving technology or some that are just socio-demographic or anything like that. What has changed from your perspective as the CEO of Off to Class? That's such an interesting question, Alex. I would say, well, a couple of themes. The enduring value of the teacher in language acquisition is kind of a trend I've seen tested over time. When we started Off to Class, a lot of people were wondering whether that was such a good idea to build a product around teachers. And, you know, through and through, you know, despite the rise of Duolingo, despite the impeding rise rise of AI, I think at the basement, the hallway of innovators down at the New York EdTech Week, there were several companies that were pushing like an, an AI-focused, you know, direct student app for learning a language. I think what we've seen is that, you know, throughout the pandemic and in this post-pandemic world, Teachers are still playing a critical role in secondary language acquisition, especially for older students. Mm. So I think that's an interesting kind of 
you know, theme or trend that I've seen kind of last over the last couple of years. But I'm also seeing like a real need for elasticity in what it means to be a teacher, what it means to be a English as a second language teacher. There was an interesting kind of presentation at EdTech Week around upskilling, around the latency of the higher education system to really provide credentials that link to jobs. And I think one of the presenters there was a superintendent from, from New Jersey, and he was saying, you know, listen, we, we need to make it easy for folks that he employs at relatively low income brackets in the teaching industry to add credentials, to add you know new bullets on their CV in a cost-effective manner without having to go through a 12-month TESOL program or a, you know, a two-year master's in English language development program. I really like that. I think there's a really, really big opportunity to upskill teachers, upskill educators with new bullets on their CV and new offerings that they can then take to new employment and ultimately to students. Yeah, that's great. Last, I totally agree. And I think that world is that world of teacher professional development continues to evolve and hopefully evolving in that direction of faster, cheaper, more, you know, immediately useful professional development. You know, I'm sure we have listeners to this podcast who are either educators in the classroom now who are existing ESL or ELL teachers. Tell us a little bit about the rise of the, some people call the teacherpreneur, where you sort of can take your education skills and apply them, you know, not only inside the classroom, but also outside the classroom, such as, for example, you know, remote ELL teaching for a place that you don't live. What would you recommend to educators who are looking to sort of dip their toes or try, you know, extending their uh, skill set outside of their daily classroom use? I would highly recommend it. I think it's, you know, looking at, you know, 2022, 2023 and beyond, it's always a great idea to have multiple income streams. And I think that that might be a trend that we really learned in the pandemic is that, you know, the availability and the ability really to teach online is significant. And, you know, kind of looping into that, that idea of the teacher, when you're learning a language online, it's still incredibly important to have a teacher, even if that means in a video conference lesson. And so I would encourage any educator, not even an educator with a background in English language development, but anybody who wants to do great work and who's interested in, you know, having a side income stream to, you know, check out off to class, set up a free account, and you'll basically immediately get invited to our Facebook group. And there's a huge community there of seasoned teacherpreneurs that you can ask questions to. And, you know, like, like all teachers, like all subsets of teachers and educators, they're often so willing to help out and jump in on things. So, yeah. Just jump in, don't think about it too much, and get started. Yeah, I think that's great advice to all educators out there. Jump in, pursue those multiple income streams, side hustles. And you heard it here, you know, the Duolingos and Babbles and Busus and all of the online apps aren't getting students all the way they need to go. You need a good educator to actually get people over the hump in English language learning. And there are more and more students who need it. 
Thank you so much, Chris. This is a really, I'm glad we had some time to, to catch up and really talk about OptiClass. It's a really interesting, really interesting ed tech play and product. And thanks for being here with me at EdTech Insiders. Thanks so much for having me. Take care, Alex. Thanks for listening to this episode of EdTech Insiders. If you like the podcast, remember to rate it and share it with others in the EdTech community. For those who want even more EdTech Insider, subscribe to the free EdTech Insiders newsletter on Substack.